Bill Wills, Scott Scooter, East producer extraordinaire alongside. And on this edition of the Showgram podcast, we'll talk about college, going to college, paying for college, and really the scandal when it comes to how some schools are setting up for uh, for just taking money when it comes from kids and parents. Uh, the book is called The College Dropout Scandal. It's fascinating. Professor uh, David uh, Kirp, he's a professor at University of uh, California, Berkeley. He's uh, written and contributed a lot to New York Times on education and things like that. Uh, coming up, before I get to him, uh, just you know, in, in, in the business that we're in in broadcasting, and I've always said this to my kids, and, and you probably, I would think, agree. Um, if not, uh, okay. But in life, find something you, you have a passion for and you want to do because you've got to get up every day and do it. And those of us uh, that are able to get up and go to a job and be a, in a career and something you really enjoy, it really makes a difference in life. Would you agree, Scooter? Yes, yeah. I would. Not just working with me, but I mean just in, in you know whatever you want. Right? If you're going to be doing something for majority of your life, you've got to wake up in the morning and say, this is what I want to do and enjoy it. Don't be somewhere that is just going to tear you apart every day. And full disclosure, I have said, you know, People come to me and ask, um, you know, hey, I want to get into radio, or my kid is was, is could be great on the radio. Uh, what's your advice for him? Now, I have always said, and chime in if you want, you could talk to 10 people in the broadcasting business and get 10 different stories on how they got to where they are today. Okay? Yes. But one thing we'll hear in all those stories, one theme is passion. Correct. A theme of those stories, people that work hard, that people that, that wanted to do whatever it took to, yes, get on the radio or to get in the audio platform that we have so many ways. Now, you've got a fascinating story. I mean, you, you were radioing in the Navy, right? Yes. I uh, even go back to high school, Bill. I did uh, telecommunications in high school, which radio and TV, which not a lot of high schools at the time offer it in some do now. And then I got in the Navy and uh, one of my part-time jobs in the Navy was being Armed Forces Radio Network. My master chief did TV and radio and he got me into it. And that helped me when I started college. I did college for about two and a half years. Back and in my high school, I, I, I thought I wanted to be on radio. We didn't have what you had at your school. Now, there was a high school nearby I could have transferred to, but I didn't. I mean, you know, for right. a variety of reasons. But I became a ham radio operator. So I worked, uh, my dad was fabulous in, in supporting me and, and, and mom, of course, but, you know, building radios, heat kit radios and, and, and learning broadcasting through literally ham radio. And then later getting a job while I was still in high school uh, at a radio station in, in Wilmington, Ohio. And the college classes I took, I've yet to take a broadcasting class. Maybe I should. But the classes I took in college were business and marketing. Because at least in what we do, it's almost like a vocation. I've always said, you know, you and I could probably teach someone within 10, 15 minutes how to run a control board. Yes. But what are you going to say into the microphone? Correct. What are you going to say? What are you going to talk about? Those are the things that are, are different different when it comes to broadcasting. So that my college was, was that. I took marketing and and business and a little bit of English and, you know, stuff like that. Speech. Speech, absolutely. Had, I was a to Toastmasters for years, yes. a Toastmaster club. Yes. Yeah. Speech was very important, Bill, because you had to stand up in class, and, and, and my professor told me, he's like, look, when you're going to be in front of that mic, he says, you better know what to say. So, so enough about us. That's our, our stories, if you will, when it comes to our profession. Uh, when it comes to college, there are different avenues and, and, and different ways of going about it when it comes to picking out a college and, and where to go and how to pay for it and the cost. And came across a fascinating book that uh, Scooter found. It's called The College Dropout Scandal, put together by 
by David Kerp. And before we get to to David, with the title of the book, it's interesting because he, he puts scandal in the book. So a few stats for you. More than 2 million high school graduates start college every year. But only 60% of those who enroll in a four-year college or university will earn a degree in six years. For those going to public institutions, just half will graduate. And fewer than 40% of community college students will graduate or transfer to a four-year school. The rest of the students drop out. More than 30 million in the past generation. New-gen, undergrads, underrepresented minorities, first-generation students, and those from poor families do much worse, according to research. Behind those statistics, a litany of wasted potential. Students who leave school with a pile of debt. Some cases, kids leaving with what would equal a mortgage payment of their parents, and they marry somebody with the same mortgage payment, and guess what? They got some real financial problems. They're no better off in terms of their earnings potential than if they would have never enrolled in college in the, in the first place. What's scandalous is that we know how to change this equation, how to move the needle on graduation rates. The universities that you'll find profiled in the book, The College Dropout Scandal, show how to make some dramatic gains. And at the community college level, how it's also being done right here in Ohio, as we find out with our showgram conversation with David Kirk, author of The College Dropout Scandal. The Wills and Snyder Showgram. Mention the book, The College Dropout Scandal. David, full disclosure, uh, I am still paying good gladly on, on two uh, kids, a son and daughter, that went through school, now have jobs, and, and, and it was a great decision for them. I did a couple years as well. Uh, you, though, have, I, I think, finally put to paper um, the scandal part of this, but let me set up the question this way. It, it, in, in doing a college search for my kids, it really reminded me of the business side that college has become. Am I, did I sense that correctly? But tell me what you mean. Well, uh, the, the, it's a sales thing. It, it's trying to hit quotas. It's trying to make sure that they're pitching you on what college is about and trying to get through the sales part of it I thought was frustrating. Yeah, well, they are trying to get, um, if it's a college that wants to move up the U.S. news rankings, and many of them do, they're trying to get as many applicants as they can because it's very depressing. Rejection rates are really important to them. Um, The other thing they're doing is they are attracting uh, kids, especially with all the mod cons, all the things they've gotten used to growing up. So, you know, and some things they haven't, like the sushi bar and the cafeteria and the rock climbing walls and the like. Um, and then, you know, they're, they're selling whatever it is that, the, that they have to offer. They're, they're doing their best. It's a, it's a tough business for them, and it is indeed a business. Uh, on the business side, though, w- when you look at curriculum, and this happened to my son a, uh, one time, with uh, you got to a semester, final semester, and the class he needed all of a sudden wasn't taken. And they're like, well, you could just stay another year. I'm like, whoa, time out. What do you mean? I mean... And, and really, the, the quote-unquote taken four years to get, a, get the bachelor's degree, that's almost unheard of anymore. Well, and I think you pointed out a real problem. If colleges don't take seriously, you know, what the roadblocks are to graduation, you're in a situation like your son. So the word that gets used by colleges in these courses is impacted. And I think that's, I mean, I used to think impacted was about wisdom. <laughs> as well. And all that says is the college hasn't made it a priority to 
give the students the courses they need, and shame on them for doing that. All right. Now, speaking of words, let me take you to your word, uh, scandal. Again, the it's in the name of the book, College Dropout Scandal. And I understand names of books and titles maybe are, are debated, but but how, how do you define scandal as talking about college and, and graduation? Well, I'll tell you, I, as a professor, I'm really careful with the words I choose, and that's a pretty tough word, pretty deliberately chosen. Well, here's the scandal. The scandal is 40% of students who started at public universities don't graduate in six years. 70% of students who start at two-year community colleges don't graduate in three years. These guys leave with lots of debt, often nothing to show for it. They're no better off economically than they would have been if they'd stayed in high school, and indeed they're worse off because they've got a pile of debt. Um, they can't get the kind of jobs that would allow them to pay that debt off. They're three or four times more likely to default on their college loans than students who got BAs. That cra- ruins their credit rating. The consequence of that is you can't get a mortgage, and there are a whole bunch of downstream effects, including health, political participation, and the like. That's billions and billions of dollars of, of lost income and stunted futures for kids. It's big taxpayer losses for us. And the scandal is that we have strategies now that we know can move the needle on graduation rates and can shrink the opportunity gap between the students I call new-gen students, the poor students, minority students, uh, first-generation kids and their family to go to college, and everybody else. We know how to do it. Uh, and still, that dropout rate hasn't changed much in a long time. You uh, let, me, let me take you to, uh, to that in that we talked earlier about U.S. News World Report, and we all have rankings. You like to look where you are and that sort of thing. If you're a college administrator, if you're the head of a school, you're being asked by your alums all the time, so how good are we and, and that sort of thing. They can manipulate data as, as, as well as anyone, can't they? Well, they can, but the trick is, what is the college president going to say back to them? I think about Georgia State, where the region said, why aren't you more selective? Why aren't you moving up in the ratings? And his response was, we take the students that we get, and we do the best job we can of educating them. So they're pushing back, and, and the administrators who pay attention to student success are saying, we are not going to make U.S. News the, the almighty standard of what it is that's going on. That's not how we see our job. We really are in the old-fashioned business of promoting opportunity, of moving kids into the middle class. And that isn't something that those rankings are interested in. Okay, I respect you as a professor and, and your work. Don't get me wrong. Let me, let me ask you about the cost, though. I, I, the cost of college continues to go up. I've always argued they know they can charge more because there's money in the pipeline. Mom and dad want the kid to go. There's grants. There's loans. But there, there's no stopping when it comes to, to leveling off, it would seem, the cost of college. Well, the other side of that, and I don't know if you're talking about a public college or a private institution, but at the public universities, if you look over the years, the state has cut, 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 disinvested in higher education. So if you're a university, I mean, do the math. If you're a university and you've got pure public funds and you've got demands to, to meet, where's that money going to come from? They, they're not going to get it in big research grants, and if they do, it's tied up there. They're going to get it from students. They're going to get it from bringing in out-of-state students in these state schools because they pay higher tuition. So it's a depressing story. But the finger really ought to get pointed at the states because, again, they are just spending less money. They're beginning to turn the corner now, but they haven't caught up to where they were before the Great Recession. Let me take you to community college. You you wrote about research, looked at the City University of New York. We're, we're proud here in Ohio of our community college. We have Tri-C and all. I, I actually went to community college to start myself. It, it, it is a wonderful setup with a lower cost and, and able to get kids in a college situation. They're arguing or... Or are they debating some of these same things at their level, though? They are, and I'm glad you mentioned the, the CUNY, City University of New York, 
project because they tripled graduation rates, something over 60% um, in three years, which puts them above the four-year college average. And three or four Ohio districts, Ohio community college districts, picked up the same program. They had the same results. So it looks like Ohio is going to be the big progressive state in this area that's moving toward a program that, that supports students with the kinds of things they need, which is especially someone, a person they can turn to, an advisor, a coach, a mentor, a, you know, sometimes students call them a big sister, someone who has their back. And that is really crucial. Um, students stop thinking of them, you know, are thinking of themselves as just a tuition check. They get alienated. You know, they lose interest. There's nobody around to give them a nudge. Out they go. If there's somebody who's saying, hey, uh, you really do need to do this, or, hey, you've got the potential to do that, or why don't you think about this, that's crucial. That makes a big, big difference in kids' lives. makes a difference in our lives, too. We're just talking about mentors, and we've all had them in our lives. David, let me get you out of here on this. I mean, as a professor, you're there to enlighten. You're, you're there to, to open one's mind up. Um, at the end of college, though, for someone picking a career and a job, more colleges seem to be advertising stats about, hey, our grads get jobs. Our grads are in areas of work. I guess you could manipulate those numbers as well, but the the end result is important, too, in searching for a school, right? It is. I think that the, the really neglected feature is the one that I'm describing. I mean, people, parents and grandparents who are looking for their kids may look at jobs. They're going to look at, you know, the courses and do they fit the students. They're going to look at the campus and whether the whether they like the campus, but they are not going to ask this question. Two colleges with the same admissions criteria are going to have graduation rates that differ by as much as 20%. And two colleges with the same graduation rate are going to have gaps between these new-gen students and the overall student body that can vary by as much as 20%. So if you're going to play the odds in terms of graduating, then you really want to pay attention to how good a job the school that you're applying to is doing in, in helping you get over the finish line. Great points. Good book. It's the College Dropout Scandal. David Kerb, I appreciate your time. Good luck with it. Thank you. Thank you.